0: Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work Podcast. You are wonderful, and I hope you're well. Day 24 of the big social media fast, Cheryl Fleischer. She's the woman who saved my life, and I mean that quite literally. She is my spiritual director, my friend, my mentor. She disciples me in all things spiritual direction, and I can't freaking wait for you to meet her. Um, we're going to have a conversation about spiritual direction. We're going to have a conversation about going deep. And uh, gosh, I love her, man. She's fantabulous. I am a spiritual director and mentor. Please hit jrman.com, M A H O N, J R M A H O N.com. There's numbers, there's websites, there's emails. You can hit me. I'd love to be your spiritual director. But before we do that, here is Cheryl. Please enjoy this Verizon Ringback background while
1: you're part of your party is speech hello how are you good how are you
0: i'm good we're uh we're rolling so i i i always start i always start by rolling i don't you know what i mean like why tell anybody
1: (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i
0: i have been thinking how and what we talk about because it's different than how we normally talk so the questions are gonna be I don't know I don't know I didn't even know because this is you're one of those people so you know let me tell you what I'm doing because I think I told you like over the next 40 days I'm doing a podcast every single day touching base with people that just have moved my life in some way and you I must be so glad that you're one of them <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm very glad that you're in my life.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, so tell everybody, uh, you know, give everybody a little, you know, hits, runs, and errors about who you are and what you do.
1: Well, currently I'm a spiritual director, and I mainly work with pastors and spiritual leaders because I was a pastor for 30 years myself. 30 years. So... Yes. So and, for the last 11 years, I've been a spiritual director.
0: And what, like people, because people always ask, well, what's a spiritual director? What's What's the answer to that, that question?
1: Well, the classic definition would be a spiritual director is someone who supports another person in listening to God. Yeah. That's the simple definition. So, someone coming alongside someone else and supporting them in their journey of listening and following God.
0: Yeah. And would you say, and, and you've been a spiritual director for a, a while now, how, how long have you been a spiritual director?
1: 11, 12 years.
0: Yeah. What has been the hardest part? of being a spirit? Well, I mean, for me, it's like, there's always this constant education going on as I help people into that kind of space with what I do. What has been your experience? Like what's one of the hardest things about, about that journey in life?
1: Hmm. I would say probably uh, learning to let go. Uh, Emotionally for myself, as I listen to people and hear their struggles or their pain or their burdens, I'd say the hardest part is to continually be able to let go once they have left. Yeah. So, yes. So I, I engage in listening deeply and being present with them in the space and it's a privilege to do that, that, that is all good. Yeah. And then I would say after they leave, it's a process for me of letting go.
0: Yeah. Because you, you get into people's business. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Like you, like right away, like I know for me and you and you and I have known each other seven, eight years when I uh, first started to come see you and I didn't know what the hell I was saying when I first sat on that couch, only, only to know that I needed to be in that space. So you get into people's business right away, and that's a real hard thing. And, and maybe necessarily people don't, like, you know, spiritual director, like, you know, what are you doing? But yeah, you're right. To learn to let go is to so how do you let go? What is that process?
1: <laughs> well, I, I utilize the practice, of the spiritual practice of centering prayer. And that has helped me tremendously over the years to uh, just practice letting thoughts or feelings come in and then letting them go. that is the practice of Centering Prayer. So you're not trying to resist thoughts and feelings. You're kind of letting them come in and then learning how to let them go so that you can sink into what I would call a deeper, observing, curious oneness space rather than uh, kind of bearing the burden of all those thoughts and feelings, not only my own, but other people's as well.
0: Is there a commonality for people who come and sit with you? Have you noticed that over 12 years? Like, oh, there's definitely something I know I'm going to hear one to another as, you, as the years have gone by?
1: Yes, I would say one of the common denominators is they are hungry for more. That could be more of God, more of understanding themselves, more of how do I really grow in a, in a way that transforms me from the inside out. People aren't really clear on how to cooperate with God in that movement of transformation. So that I would say would be the common de- denominator. They want they want more. They just don't always know specifically what they want more of until we have a conversation.
0: Yeah. So if somebody's listening, and that more thing is happening, and I guess you know, I guess in you know my circumstances, I definitely hit that common denominator because. You know, in a lot of ways, I was off the rails, but knowing I just needed to engage love and really settle on things that were happening inside of me. But if somebody's listening and you know maybe they're not so aware at what that is, what are some things that you know you see are happening in people's lives that would make that conversation? you know, good for them or they should move in that direction? Because a lot of people are like, well, maybe I need to go to a therapist or maybe I need to go to a counselor. Maybe I should go talk to my pastor. But, you know, there's a specific thing that spiritual directors do. What's one of those things that people can kind of be aware of that would make them kind of lean into a spiritual director? Well, one of the, one of the
1: things is that there has to be some Humility. And and I'm very upfront with that in my first conversation with anyone, just like I was with you when we had our first conversation. uh, Any person that comes seeking to possibly enter into spiritual direction, I talk about some ingredients that they need to have or need to be aware of. And one of them is humility. And by humility, I mean, they are open to say, I need help. They are honest enough to say, I'm not sure. So they're not coming with any kind of arrogance or pride or certitude. They're coming in with a spirit and a soul that's saying, okay, I'm open. I'm not even sure what I need or want, but I know I need help. Mm. I know I need support. So humility would be one of the, I would say, one of the things that I talk about first and I make sure that they are open to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. I don't know if I had a lot of humility when I first came to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, actually, you did. You did. I, I don't know if you remember, but our first conversation, I said, you know, what do you want? And you really didn't know. Oh you knew what you didn't want <laughs> yeah. and at the at the time you didn't want you weren't sure about God you weren't sure about scripture you weren't and I said well do you want more love and that is probably what kind of woke you up to oh yes I guess I do And there was, so as I kept asking you questions, there was an honesty that came from you that said, I don't even know how to get back to that kind of love. Mm. I don't even know how to step into that from where I currently am. Yeah. And so that, that was humility. Yeah. For you to first, first of all, have that conversation with me. And then secondly, to admit, okay, I think I do need greater love. <laughs> but i don't even know where to start or how to get there.
0: Yeah, i i had an interesting conversation earlier today with a client who said, "Hey, <laughs> you know, you know, hey, the the reality of this, you know, contemplative kind of push and you know, really finding out who I am kind of sucks sometimes. In fact, like it may suck a lot of times. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> laughed the way you would laugh, and I, because my joke with you is, you know, stop being such a sadist. Every time I hit a hard spot, and and, and you giggle <laughs> like that, and I and I said, uh, I said, yeah, man, this is about a deep dive into really finding, you know, true self and who you are. And yes. There can be certain painful processes along the way but to your point about humility like if you're not engaged in it like that spotlight gets hot real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How
0: how do you like talk about your movement in that space because you know you know I always say spiritual directors have spiritual directors and I know you have your community what is that like for you like how do you stay attentive to wanting to go deeper and, you know, a bigger push in knowing true self or, or is there, or have you reached the finish line? (laughs)
1: Because a lot of times, a (laughs) lot of times I think you have. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. I mean, that's part, partly for me. I mean, that's the joy of life is that we we've never reached the finish line and this is the most incredible adventure there is which is the internal journey with God and with myself. That is the most wild ride, more than anything, even externally. Yeah. So, yeah, that's to me the adventure of life. It brings me a lot of joy, actually. Not not every moment, but the overall vision of it brings me a lot of joy. Uh, And I would say, you know, surrendering to that reality early on, when I was younger, of, okay, I want more of God and more of myself, just like St. Augustine's prayer. You know, I want to know God more, and I want to know myself more, and they go hand in hand. Yeah. And so desiring that and wanting that means just asking God, okay, God, what is it that you need to shape in me, heal in me, transform in me, move in me? And show me what that is, and then Holy Spirit, help me cooperate with whatever that movement of God is in my life. So it's those two questions. God, what are you up to with me currently? Because there's always something that God is moving or shifting or dismantling or healing to further uh, my growth, and... And so being open to God revealing that to me, and then the second question, okay, then how can I cooperate with that movement, God, in my life? Because it's God who, who initiates the movement, the healing, the transforming. It's God who initiates it, so I don't have to work at initiating it. God's already... Up to something, I just have to be aware of what he's up to
0: yeah, that's and good.
1: then, yeah, and then find the best way to cooperate with that yeah, I think and the... cooperating is is all different kinds of spiritual practices that could help me cooperate with whatever the movement is
0: yeah, I remember when you brought that moment up to me about hey. Your question was, can you cooperate with Holy Spirit? And I was like, Oh, well, that's a massive pain in the ass because that's gonna mean like huge movement in me. And yeah, like, you know, I've I have formed spiritual practices over the course of time, whether that be centering prayer study or, you know, silence, stillness, you know, whatever people are into that are drawing them to the divine. But that cooperation piece is knowing distinct pieces of truth in how you're moving in relationships with people or how you're moving in relationships with you and then actually doing it. (laughs) Because that... Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's the biggest... That's the biggest piece. And trying to help people into that space as a spiritual... Like, that's got to be a heart... Like, don't you want to sometimes just, like, kind of strangle who's ever across from you to go, Hey, man, <laughs> like, like all you got to do is be nice or love yourself or, you know, uh, you know, allow a way for your wife or allow a way for your husband. Like, how do you deal with, you know, knowing something about somebody that maybe not they're not getting? Like, with me, like, and you can use me as an example because I know... I know you and I like I I, sometimes I feel like the light just got turned on yesterday and you know, so like sometimes I'm stupid in there that in that way.
1: (laughs) No, you're not stupid, but (laughs) I mean to go to your first question, you know, do I sometimes want to strangle the people sitting across from me or I mean that really the answer is what I said is my greatest struggle, which is to let go. Mm. Because I so want, <laughs> I so want people to connect with how good and loving and kind and great God is and experience that for themselves. But I know that they won't be able to experience it unless they cooperate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that, <laughs> so, and I can't make them do that. Just like I can't, I can't, I couldn't make it happen for you. Yeah. So I have to be able to let go so that I'm sitting in a healthy detachment place internally and not pushing too hard to make something happen for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. If I'm internally starting to escalate as I'm sitting across from you or someone else.
0: (laughs) Not that you have. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, I have with you. So, then I know, oh, 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 okay, I've got to do some letting go here.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: because I care.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I care. Yeah. It's not It's not advice giving. It's really helping a person come into their own awareness and consciousness. Like, I know I've left, like, you know, and again, like, uh, our relationship is funny because I just love you so much and what how you've changed my life, but... I mean, there were times when I would leave your house where I would be like, oh, I just talked for 60 minutes and I think she said five words, but yet, but yet something happened inside of me that clicked, changed, and now I'm definitely on a, a different level of awareness. I mean, that that's like a real, that's like a real thing. And like, that was a real value for me to know that it, it was like, you were in it with me and just the fact that you were in it with me was enough for me to see it. That's big.
1: Well, you just named uh, a truth that I definitely believe in, which is why I'm doing this, why I'm doing Spiritual Direction, is that the way that God has designed us, it's both you know, our own individual relationship with God and our relationship relationship. With others, it's both and yeah, it's God designed for us to do this with community, with each other. And we cannot grow to the fullness of maturity without each other. Yeah, We, we, we really do need each other, so it's a privilege. that is a part of the privilege to be present with another person's soul. And just like you were talking about, that's, that really is a privilege to sit and listen to you for 60 minutes and for my soul to be present with your soul. Yeah, and I believe, God's, I believe God's love moves through my soul to your soul, through my spirit to your spirit, uh, in a way that is supernatural and, like you just said, mysterious but yet you walk away feeling
0: loved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and, really, and, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. What? Something
0: shifts. Yeah. What is, what is that shift? Is it just awareness and consciousness? I know Richard Rohr talks a lot of, or Cynthia talks a lot about the shifting consciousness, but is that, is that what we're doing? We're really shifting consciousness into greater awareness of love, his presence?
1: I would say so. I would say, you know, sometimes uh, I do believe love is the bottom line, is the framework. So he wants us to experience the height, depth, breadth, and width of his love. And so sometimes in that being present with someone else's soul, and if God's love is moving in. Our midst, which I believe God's love is, then there becomes just a shift of greater awareness of, and it could be in the moment that the person just feels known, or they feel heard, or they feel supported, or they feel listened to. But all of those uh, words that I just use are really words that describe someone feeling loved. So it can be a shift of greater awareness, greater depth, greater breadth of experiencing God's love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Okay, so in the time remaining, so the evangelical church as a whole hasn't really, there's been certain denominational faiths, obviously, that have uh, gravitated spiritual direction, and I mean, the Catholics are huge, obviously Episcopals have it, and a few other denoms, but what, how can we, or or do you even care, for that matter, what's the best way to approach, because the evangelical church really hasn't embraced spiritual direction as a whole, Um, preferring maybe pastoral care, or, you know, other methodology, or even sending people to therapists, for that matter. Um, what's your, like, If I, I have a lot of church folks and ministry folks that listen to the big podcast and, and, uh, those are always questions that I get about, Hey, how can I get my church into, um, spiritual direction? What are some of your... You know, guide points, and obviously, you were a you were a pastor at a pretty damn big church at one point. So, what are what are some of your key points to kind of sell, if you will? And I'm, or of course, we're not doing that, but you know, to kind of help people motivate themselves into a spiritual direction uh, environment.
1: Well, if we're talking about the evangelical church, I first of all, I never try to sell it.
0: Of course, of course, <laughs>
1: so I, yeah. Because it's not my job. It's not anybody else's job to sell it. Mm -hmm. But I would say, uh, since I come from an evangelical background myself, I understand the culture enough to, if I use the word spiritual direction, I will often say to an evangelical pastor, you know, you can use any language you want to use. You can call it spiritual mentoring if you feel more comfortable with that. You can call it discipleship if you feel more comfortable with that. It, it really doesn't matter to me. The verbiage, what we're talking about is entering into a relationship where both people want to cooperate with the movement of God. So that can be spiritual friendship. It can be spiritual mentoring. You can call it whatever name you want to. I don't really care. (laughs) Right. It's (laughs) yeah. So I think that helps when I am speaking to evangelical pastors and leaders to not get hung up in verbiage Uh, because they come from a. They definitely believe in discipleship. Mm-hmm. They even feel comfortable with spiritual mentoring. So it, it really, let's, it's almost like let's forget the verbiage and just talk about what you're looking for and what you're wanting. Do you want people to be transformed into the image of Christ? Do you want that? Do you want people, do you yourself and your staff and the congregation, do you want them to experience the height, depth, breadth, and width of the love of Christ? Do you want them to grow in the great commandment, loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving their neighbor? You know, those are the kinds of questions that I ask.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh yeah, I find it, um, and maybe it's just. And of course, you you know, you know me well enough. I, I you know, with my background, at some of the ministry projects I've done, for me this is like, man, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you start sticking people on staff that kind of get you know spiritual transformation? You know, as just a you know helping people into formation. I deal with a lot of people in my practice that are. That are really in formation. That's what they really are. Like they've they've backed out of the evangelical church that they backed out a big denominational face at some level. And they really haven't experienced, you know, that true smack in the face love of God, like, hey, uh, you know, you're not so bent, broken, sinful, jerk, you know, shameful, you know, and and what you really are is loved. So that education piece for me is always kind of uh, on a front burner and perhaps, you know, as I listen to you, maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm always encouraging you to just be you.
0: Yeah, I got you.
1: <laughs> you know, we have, we have completely different, we have similar heartbeat and similar passion, but we have different styles yeah. and that's beautiful. I want you to keep being you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you you helped me, like, honest to God, like, like I tell people very regularly, and I say, hey, this, this woman saved my life, and th- they always, like, say, what does that mean? And I, well, you know, once I get over the initial language of transforming my heart, like, you know, what, what it really is, is you help me, like, see and hear me again, like, really understand, and, and what that means, obviously, is that it, I'm in ensconced by the divine, like, that that's always been a part of my life, so... All the mojo and voodoo that you do, man, has like you know just been been an incredible eye opener for me. Which is what I try to take, which is you know now the path that I'm on. Which is why I try to take that to the people now, without it being so weird or or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it it's just it's interesting when people find their their own voice because, like again, for me sitting on your couch every week, like. <laughs> I, you know, I, a lot of times I'm like, God, "How the hell is she put up with me?" But I mean, you, you, you stuck it out, man, thick and thin. And I, I really do feel like, um, gosh, what a friend I have in you. And I think that's the just such a value that I've come to really understand beyond beyond the fact that I'm, you know, not going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. I I appreciate that. And, you know, part of the awareness is that when you first started sitting on my couch, you know, for the first couple of years, I'm very aware that all we're doing is uh, building safety, building trust, while God is at work to dismantle some of your protection mechanisms. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that... And so for me as a spiritual director, I'm very aware that there has to be safety, there has to be trust for the person to relax so that God can begin to dismantle those protection mechanisms that we all have. And you had a lot of them flaming <laughs> as you
0: Thank you. As you so I appreciate came. That. Thank you. <laughs> you, said, you said a lot of them and you kind of extended that out, a lot of them. <laughs>
1: well, there were several when we first started.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't remember several, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and what you're looking for? Okay, what are the external, you know, protection mechanisms that God has to dismantle and that they have to agree to, and what are the internal protection mechanisms? So. You know, the that just takes a while for both of us to be aware of it and for the person like you to become aware, alert, and willing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The other great thing about you, you don't have a website. You don't, <laughs> like, you don't, like, this is just fascinating. Like, you don't have a website. You've got no, like, I mean, you're not, you're not on social media, are you? Are you on social media? Do no. I, I don't no. even know. Yeah, so you don't have No never. So no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, no website. Nothing. So you go this is what I love about you. You go countercultural to how you do business and yet you are you know, one of the most hailed and sought after spiritual directors probably in the known planet. Like, people are like, do you, like, there's, like, we joke the people who see you, oh, are you a friend of Cheryl? It's like we belong to some weird Cheryl 12-step group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only you would say it like that. Sure,
0: absolutely. So, okay, so, like, because people ask me, they're like, see, this is the other thing about you, too, is like, like. So it's cause people have been like, Hey, can I go see your spiritual director? I'm like, you'd have to ask her. Like, this is not like, you're not like a, a Macy's revolving door. Like you really, you enter into this thing. Like, Hey, can we do this? Right. I mean, that's the other part of this. Yeah. Tell, tell people about that. Like when you're sitting with people, do you know right away that you're going to see these people again? Are you like, like what, what happens there? (laughs)
1: Well, if they, if they make it beyond the first email. <laughs> right. <laughs> because usually it's somebody sending an email to me or a text or something like that asking if I'm available. And, and what people say in that first email is important to me because before they e- I would even agree to uh, talk to them, I want to know what they're looking for what they want. And if someone doesn't really know what they want, uh, that's a flag to me.
0: Yeah, why? Why is it? Fl- to, yeah, why is it?
1: Yeah, it, it, they don't have to know specifically, but it, that tells me there is maybe a lack of hunger. Hmm. That they may be ambivalent to the whole thing. That uh, there isn't enough passion or desire to really want more of God, more of themselves. So uh, so I look for desire, I look for that humility that I was talking about that they need help. And I look for honesty and you know, can they be courageously vulnerable and honest right from the get-go? So those are some of the qualities that I'm looking for. And then if we agree to meet for the first time, I tell them, well, let's just meet once and get acquainted and talk about what you're looking for and what I'm looking for. And then we'll prayerfully discern together whether or not God wants us to move forward.
0: Yeah. So. That is so rad like how you just explained it, because again, it goes so countercultural to how everybody works themselves into some kind of, you know, you know, deeper, better, bigger look about them, some self-actualization, so, okay, 30 minutes is all I do, I don't want to take your time, because I know you've got more people to yell at today, I'm sure, Um <laughs> but you but listen you know a part of the exercise for me over those 40 days is to like tell people hey i love you and i mean you're that person i mean you really have a huge marker in my life and uh you know sometimes i'm like damn if i could only would have met you in my 20s but that wasn't to be and i'm so grateful for you i'm so grateful for your husband i'm so grateful for just your willingness to constantly dive deep with me. So thank you so much for everything you've done for me.
1: You are so welcome, Jr. Thank you. And I love you very much. Oh, you're sweet.
0: So thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Cheryl Flesher, if you're in the San Diego area, well, it doesn't matter where you're listening to her. If you want to know uh, her, if you want to uh, do a session with her, uh, write me. And uh, I will get you in contact with her. Um, Literally the woman that uh, helped transform my life so much. And if I can just quickly say a couple words about that. Um, At the period of time when I met Cheryl, um, I was a backwards man. That's all there is to say it. And I think some of you who knew me um, eight or so years ago, um, particularly that were in my circle, uh, would know exactly what I'm talking about and i was coming off of a lot of stuff that i didn't know necessarily how to deal with or had been taught how to deal with and i needed to frankly be taught about that so she did that and she not only helped rebuild me and have a real good new perspective on the love of god but also my wife and my kids and uh and my friends and how i did business so formatively just unbelievable and i can't uh I can't thank her and God enough for um, the unbelievable relationship that has uh, followed until. Hey, I'm Jr. M a Mann, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. Uh, I'm a spiritual director and mentor, and I'd love to talk with you. Hit me, write me, text me. I promise I'll get back to you, and uh, we can talk about setting up a session and uh, changing your life and uh, transforming your life, and we can do that, and I love you. And tomorrow's Day 25, and I'll see you then.